What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. The other reality that hit us in the process of making the transition to full-time real estate was that people will always need a place to live, right? And that's felt much safer for job security-wise for us. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Hello, hello, all of you cash flow multipliers. We're back with another episode, which means new episode, new content, lessons, and learnings from us, your financial BFFs for high-level entrepreneurs. For today's topic, we're getting a little nostalgic. Wouldn't you say that, Nancy? <laughs> Definitely. We're thinking of our early days and how we started out, the decision we made, good and bad, and the conviction we held for what we envisioned our life to be. Hint, our life is nothing like we were once imagined it to be. We were in fashions for so many years before trying our hand at the real estate world. From textiles to taxes, it's quite a leap. And we can't lie, we had our fair shares of regrets. While others people may be proud to say no regrets, when it comes to past mistakes people have made, it's really the regrets that bloom and becomes the biggest lessons in life. Perspective shifts and really understanding as well. So we come before you with plenty of regrets, but thankfully for lessons that we've learned in the process. No doubt about it, we've had our fair shares of cringe-worthy moments. No one is talking about your jelly shoes collections here, Palm. Hey, I stand by those. <laughs> but no, we're asking you to be actually not talking about fashion regrets, but apartment investing regrets that we had when we first started out. Most specifically, the things we did or didn't do at the beginning of our investing journey. While we know it's okay and totally normal to not hit every deal out of the park, we want to share specifics about what things we wish we would have done differently at the start of our real estate journey so you can avoid them through us as much as possible. First up, we wish we would have started way earlier. You know what we say, you have to look at the past to better your present. And honestly, we're killing it in our fashion manufacturing world as our first career. We're managing a seven-figure company and is funding like our lifestyle. And while we're making great income, we also are doing things that we're telling people who are now in earshot not to do, <laughs> trade your time for money. And on top of that, we're breaking another cardinal sin of ours, paying too much in taxes. Honestly, who were we back then? There's absolutely no shame in the entrepreneur game and we totally get the hustle. While we did have more freedom than, you know, our W2 peers, it also took a lot of time to run a business successfully. With friends who were living their W2 life, who have bosses to report to, Palm and I, we had clients to report to, and we would never compare who had it harder. Managing clients in fashion world is a different beast. We're dealing with some in real life Miranda Priestleys, <laughs> seriously. Clients who would threaten us every day in and out to cancel our six-figure orders if we didn't ship on time or we didn't do what they liked. Meanwhile, the factory is on pause because guess what? It's Chinese New Year's and like they don't care that we can't ship stuff. Yep. 
What about the time, you know, remember Palm, a client demand that all the trims and all the fabrics must match in colors, even though they were different materials. Rayon versus cotton. Yeah, and knit versus woven. Guys, we can go on forever how crazy <laughs> these people are. Okay, here's this one. The worst that has happened. What about the time, Nan? Do you remember our client refused to let us take any holidays off because they're so nervous that if we're not around, something's going to go wrong. Except that didn't even make sense since our manufacturing was all done in Asia, not in the US. Yeah, I'm still confused by that one. So all that to say, yeah, we wish we were our own bosses sooner through apartment investing and passive income. Some of you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, but you were making seven figures. I would also take a beating a few times a year. And yes, while we were making great income, we were doing it all by ourselves. We didn't have a team, so scalability was definitely an issue. We had to pay a six-figure tax bill, which is massive, and we do not wish that experience on anybody. We had no clue what passive income was, and in the moment of vulnerability, the pressure was becoming too much to deal with. So we finally stumbled into department syndication and with a track record of now holding properties for 24 months with a return of 2.17x multiples for our passive investors, now we can confidently say that apartment complexes were easier to accomplish than matching colors on rayon cotton button-up shirts. Definitely. And now that we know about apartment investing, passive income, long-term wealth, and all the other goodies that comes with apartment syndication, we wish we start sooner. So our path to financial freedom was also secure sooner. The other reality that hit us in the process of making the transition to full-time real estate was that people will always need a place to live, right? And that's felt much safer for job security-wise for us than the replaceable cheaper production happening in Bangladesh, Indonesia, or even Siranga. I mean, some of those places are really great, re uh, like destination for traveling for leisure, but definitely not where you want to be spending like a hot swel sweltering summer, picking through stuff that are like de reject, right? Definitely not. <laughs> so, so even if you're not ready to start apartment investing journey right now, or you're not 100% sure that this is a path for you, it's important to understand the different asset class so when you're ready to make the leap, you can take action way faster than we did. Like any plot twist in any story or movie, it's all about the journey. If you're beginning your career and training your time for money, your unexpected twist may not have happened yet. But that's okay. It's kind of unnecessary when starting out because you'll appreciate leveling up in your career. We spent a lot of time and energy trading our time for money, which makes passive income much sweeter now. Yep. So however, there will be a time when that life isn't cute anymore because soon enough, you'll reach a place where that time and skill you're putting, it doesn't match up the hourly rate you know you deserve. That's where apartment investing makes its grand entrance. There's no ceiling on how much you can make. The number two lesson, buy more and buy more often. Did you know that wealthy people, when they sell their business, reinvest the profits into real estate? And the number one place that they're going to put their money when they're reinvesting their profits into? Multifamily apartment sector. Nan is right. Yep, <laughs> nailed it. And this is our number one strategy to build long-term wealth. So even though you've heard a lot of buzz around cryptocurrency or the never predictable stock market, those options can potentially yield higher risk, high return. But wealthy people actually park their money into real estate. Here's an article from Insider. And this is a quote. An entrepreneur who interviewed 21 billionaires say that there's a misconception, a common misconception about how the world's richest people spend their money by Hillary Hoffer. And I apologize if I'm butchering your name. I'm sorry. I also have a difficult last name, so I, I'm sorry. <laughs> All, 
almost all billionaires' wealth lies in the companies they own, in stocks or in real estate or other assets. Billionaires don't see money as something to spend on themselves. Money is to be invested and created. So now there's another article, and I'm going to butcher her name. <laughs> Alumid Adesina stated, For many years, billionaires have faded real estate investing as their best place to keep their money. A primary resident is initially purchased, and then other residences, usually for tenants, follow. Having bought some personal real estate, they also start buying commercial real estate. Many billionaires, including Larry Ellison's own large real estate portfolio, in recent years, Ellison has invested steadily in real estate, building up a portfolio worth over $1 billion. Like we have said from day one, real estate, particularly apartment investing, is our number one wealth creation. And while we have over $110 million asset under management, we wish we did buy more and buy more often. You see, in looking back on some of the properties we had lost by fractional prices at the beginning of our investing career, one thing that we wish was that we had partnered up with more experienced teams so that we can earn the trust from the brokers. Next, study the sub-market and hone in our underwriting skills so that the numbers made sense, and finally become more creative in implementing other income strategies to make the numbers make sense. Now, this is the things that we wish we had honed in earlier in our careers. Of course, now it's become second nature, but at the time, we would have gotten more done, like Nan said. Yep. Another big lesson was standing firm on our boundaries. The transition from no longer being available 24-7 all year round to working on our own time was an adjustment. So if you're listening and thinking, I can adjust pretty fast, then we hear you. But for us, it wasn't as simple because we had to learn a little word called no. And learning to say no so we can say yes to greater opportunities was the best thing we did for ourselves. We had to learn the hard way that setting boundaries is not only necessary, but is intended to protect you and help keep you focused. No is a complete sentence. Yep. There are so many ways to incorporate your own necessary boundaries that can keep you from overworking yourself and hitting burnout. Or worse of all, saying yes to a bad partnership that drains your energy rather than inspire you. The truth is, when you start an apartment investing journey, you're usually so passionate and on fire that you find yourself becoming obsessed with winning deals and feeling the progress. Yep. Or that may be just us, <laughs> but yeah. we doubt it. <laughs> yep, I remember. Take it from us, guys. The feeling of success has got to be one of the most addicting feeling out there. Agree or not, Palm? So true. When you're balancing the pressure of doing your own thing on top of like proving people wrong, the journey can become mind-blowing, but also hard. And just to be clear, proving people wrong part was really just cherry on top. It's not like we sought out to break next. <laughs> <laughs> nope. When we were first started, we were on this upward trajectory with no sign of slowing down. We were tempted to say yes to just about every partnership and investment opportunity that we became quite obsessive and at times disheartened when we didn't win a new deal. We even came scary close to the wrong partnership and we struggled to really look at what our time were worth. For us, it took almost being in the wrong partnership, hitting total burnout and exhaustion to really recognize that saying yes to good enough is not a good look. Seriously, the way we were slattering on eye creams during that season. If you can get out of your head, our best advice is to try even small ways to protect and value your time by saying no to deals and partnerships that are just good and saying yes to great only deals. So deals that are only good. Deals and returns that set your souls on fire. Learning how to set boundaries is the best gift you can like give to yourself. Don't deprive your future from not setting boundaries in the present. While we wish we started this journey way sooner, 
like when we were in our be- mom's bellies, <laughs> <laughs> discover the joy of passive income through apartment education, we have no regrets about our timeline and origin story. What matter is that we're here today, making changes and helping others. We grew up with the mentality that if you want something, you have to work for it. We bore witness to too many late nights, our parents coming home late after a long day of training their precious resources of time for money. And basically putting that on priority versus actually paying attention to us. <laughs> we were latchkey kids, guys. So <laughs> we were turning the tables and showing them that actually those long days weren't in vain as it actually helped us secure our financial futures for ourselves, for them, and our future generations. Yep, guys, that's it from us today. We are so thankful for all of you who tune in weekly. And if you're new here, checking us out, welcome. Don't forget to check us out online at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. And of course, on our Instagram at thekittysisters. We'll talk to you guys soon. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. 